Hello, welcome back to the Buddy Boy Podcast. It's been a while because it's been it's nothing but misery. It's been a minute. Settle in. It's a long one. It's a weird one. After a tough month of heartbreak and hurt feelings, Buddy Boy Podcast returns to you now. After our first win since <laughs> September 29th, we're with the beatdown on Baltimore in their own house. Now it's been, forever ago. I know. Like, was that even this year? God. It's been a hell of a drought. Why'd you take the headphones off? Are you serious? Yeah. Darn it. Jeez. Whatever. Oh. Oh? Levi says oh. Oh, I think those were. I think those were. Alright, so will it kill it if you want to talk about it? So obviously, having not done this in a while, we're a little bit not practiced. We are a little Levi practically untangles a bunch of headphone cords. <laughs> Alright, well, I'll keep reading the copy while Levi oh. gets started. It's been a hell of a drought. The Browns have taken, I think, the first step on a return journey to a season we can hopefully all be happy with. No matter how hard they tried to fuck up the Bills game, fate intervened and pushed what would have been a game-tying field goal off course by about this much, clinching us our third win of the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought we'd run through. It would just be quicker to... Yes? It would just be quicker to do it by division. Mm-hmm. You know, to get everybody back, back up to speed. So... Sounds good. I want to read AFC, you want to read NFC, or do we want to... Mm-hmm. All right. So, Patriots are still topping the AFC East at 8-1. and one. The Ravens are handing them their first loss of the season, Week 9. Yep. Week 9, they actually did pull it out. Quick reminder, though, we put up 40 in Baltimore, and should have, by all means, beat the goddamn Patriots. But we didn't. Should have beat... Should have beat, um... Seattle? Oh, yeah. And, man, if we beat Denver and Seattle, our lives would be... We'd be sitting pretty... <laughs> Um, oh, just behind them are the now 6-3 and three Bills, followed by the Dolphins and the Jets, who are duking it out fiercely for last place. AFC West is looking a little more interesting. 6-4 and four Chiefs taking the lead there. Raiders coming up close behind at 5-4. and four. Chargers in third at 4-6, and six, and the Broncos 3-6. and six. Our own AFC North, dominated unequivocally by the 72 Ravens, who we demolished just a few weeks back. Remember that still. They're we will falling. never, ever let them not remember that. Yes, that is the... That's, that's forever. Right there. The Baltimore beatdown. <laughs> oh man, they're followed by the Steelers, who struggled earlier this season but seem to unfortunately be doing all right. That's, oh, that's so fucking Rudolph. annoying. We're happy to report that Mason Rudolph has finally regained the ability to write his own name and perform <laughs> simple household tasks after being wiped off the face of the planet by Earl Thomas. <laughs> Fun fact: actually, while researching for this podcast, I found an interview with Mason Rudolph in which he says. He has no memory of that play at all before we land. Oh my god. Had nothing. Did you see that um, Earl Thomas tried to reach out to him, but there was no. Or Mason Rudolph did not get back. <laughs> he just did not know how to operate his phone. Did he immediately go and hide? What was that? <laughs> oh god, what does he want? <laughs> Our very own Cleveland Browns find themselves in third at six in. Uh, whew, I wish. Three and six, and the Bengals bring up the rear with a stunning. Oh, and nine records. I can't believe now they have dropped to the worst team out of them. I can live with that. That is amazing. <laughs> AFC South is another hard-fought division right now, led by the 6-3 and three Texans. Uh, Colts at 5-4, and four, Titans at 5-5, five and five, Jaguars at 4-5. and five. So that's interesting. I know. George, you got the copy for the NFC? Oh, 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 oh. Almost. Starting on page two of the country. Bye, bye. Ding, 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 ding. But yeah. 
Um, speaking of the AFC, though, I don't know who's going to win it. Honestly, at this point, we kind of have to root for the Ravens to win it because if the Ravens get the first round five, yeah. but then we have a better chance at the wild card. So it's, it's rough to root for the Ravens. You hate to see it. But... You hate to see it. <laughs> Tough scene. Tough scene indeed. Oh, my Lord. I'm retrieving it as we speak. Retrieving it. I have a donut, which is why I'd like George to read the NFC There we go. Sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Not really, but I would. Alright. NFC East Cowboys, 5-4. and four, And who just lost last night. To who the... Who were they? Oh, the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Who, changed it. Yeah. No, 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 it's right. It's yeah. right. Okay. No, I was just saying, I was just trying to think of a lot of who. Yeah, um, Vikings. Yeah, the freaking Vikings. Who everybody says that their quarterback, Kirk Cousin, was garbage, and now he looks like a stud, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Eagles 5-4, and four, Giants 2-8, and eight, and of course, the Redskins. Good old 1-8. <laughs> um... Still undefeated, and the only undefeated team in the NFL, 49ers, who play tonight against yes, the Seattle do. Seahawks. So they're kicking off right here at 8-15, going um, to with the Seahawks. I, oh, I, I hope the Seahawks win. Ooh. And then right behind them, they're, the team they're playing tonight, the 7-2 Seahawks. Um, let's see here. Oh, 5-4 Rams, and then the 3-6 cards. Who I keep forgetting. Our team. They are. It is a rough one. <laughs> and let's see here. Green Bay in a surprising 8-2. and two. Um, Oh, wait. Oh, that's okay. My bad. I, uh, I kept seeing the Cowboys. Vikings. Take it one line at a time, George. <laughs> Vikings at 7-3. At and three. And the Bears at four and five, and the Lions, who were looked great first half of the season, are now three and three, five and one. Which is who did they tie? Who did they tie? Oh, oh the Cardinals. Cardinals. Kyler Murray came all the way back and tied it. Oh, the Cardinals are third. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it can't be them though. Let me see. I swore the cards. Okay, it was a September game. It was the. Mother. It was the Cardinals. George was right. Oh, okay. So, that, so the so stats are the they Cardinals... gave me were incorrect. Yeah, because I swore they had the Cardinals at 3-6. and six. They didn't have them 3-5-1. Huh. Well, there's that shit. <coughs> um, good call, guys. <coughs> Let's see. Okay. And then we have good old the NFC South. Yeah, I said the last of the NFC North. Yeah. NFC South. Uh, we have the Saints. With a loss yesterday with Drew Brees. <laughs> at, was that his first game back? Um, yeah. It must Maybe first or second. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was his first game back. Either first or second. But Panthers 5-4, and four, Bucks 3-6, and six, and then the Falcons at 2-7. and seven. Chad is going to have to kiss me. Honestly, <laughs> they, have, they, have to, they have to win out... No, they have to win. Let's see. They have to win six more games. If it's looking bad for us, it's looking real bad for yeah. them. Yeah. They have to win six more games for Chad to not have to kiss me. <laughs> I said seven and nine or worse. He said eight and eight or better. <clears throat> so, Oof. actually, wait. Eight and eight is a stalemate. Nine and seven is 
Nine better. and seven is looking so far out of reach. Yeah. Sorry, Chad. It's just so yeah. Nine and seven is the only way Chad can win, so they have to win the next seven. <laughs> That wraps it up around the league. We would like to take you over to Week 10 highlights. It was a weird week. That is no lie. Lamar Jackson, starting off with him, still killing it. It pisses me off because he's essentially our new nemesis, the new Big Ben. He was, uh, let's see. Oh, my God. They blew away the Bengals 49-13. He's also become the second player in NFL history to produce a perfect passer rating in multiple NFL regular season games. The other one... Ben Roethlisberger in oh. 2007. <laughs> my gosh, of course. I'm pissed off because we essentially got rid of our one big wall to get over, which is Ben, and then Lamar Jackson comes strolling right in to oh ruin our lives. I miss when Flacco was their quarterback. I know, his Fu Manchu. <laughs> Despite having the blessing of Pope Francis, the Saints got their shit rocked by the Falcons in the biggest upset of the season thus far. The final score, 26-9. to That was crazy. They snapped a six-game winning streak for the Saints, losing streak for the Falcons, as well as fucking up the Saints streaks, streak of 110 home games in which they scored double digits. Ugh. <clears throat> That's really something. Also, that's crazy. He's back. He's bad. He's retired twice and is now worming his way back into our lives and on our last nerves. Antonio Brown. Yep. Despite not having played <coughs> since week two, despite his insane helmet debacle, despite the sexual harassment and assault charges, despite freezing his dumbass feet off, good old AB took to a, uh, Twitter yesterday to bitch and moan and tweeted, I quote, retweet if you want me back in the NFL, like if I should wait till 2020, with five exclamation points. Thankfully, and hopefully he takes it as a hint, the tweet backfired spectacularly with the vast, and I mean vast, majority suggesting that A.B. would be best served by just going the fuck away. <laughs> so damn true. Oh, I just don't... It's like, it's like, I picture him doing all that stuff, but like the Rocky music, like, like still making his way somehow back and having a chance to be... In the NFL, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Tell but. you what, if he retires one more time, he'll tie Brett Favre for most retirements, but two more, he breaks the record. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. got a lot to look forward to. Funnily enough, Brett Favre also got accused of sexual assault. Do you remember that? I do remember uh-huh. that. You dumb bastard, should have just stayed retired. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well. Nobody would have cared. Uh-huh. <sighs> oh, <boy>. uh-huh. <laughs> we haven't talked about that at all. I can't even sit here and lie to you. It's, an, it's a hilarious story. <laughs> as far as sexual assault story goes. <laughs> if you're going to pick a good one, this one will. Yeah. Uh, so, we won't bring it up. Maybe no, next week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any research on that. Of course, I was not nearly any prepared. I would say it was, it was something that stuck his anus into a, a female trainer's face. It was on or around. It was yeah. proximity. Just The proximity was did not make her feel comfortable. Which, how close can you be to anybody's anus? Can be feel that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were three feet from him. Were you comfortable? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It was covered. <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't about his anus. It was just that he was Exactly. It was just, <laughs> oh my anus god. Would the situation? I would have thought of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like run into him. We're just like, hey, so I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about your anus. Oh, did you really? <laughs> like, Get the hell out of here! <laughs> oh, I'll ask him too. <laughs> oh man. Well, what oh, else do we got? Well, we're gonna skip ahead a little bit because I think um, Chad, or Chad Michael Murray, Chadley Chadwick, retweeted a video of a catch 
that was pretty fucking awesome, actually. It was between the Cowboys and the Vikings, in which the Vikings tight end, number 82, Kyle Rudolph, makes a nuts one-handed catch at the Oh, in the back zone. of the end zone? Oh my god, it was beautiful. Um, I just want to point that out. It was great. I had never heard of that dude. Probably will never hear about him again. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it was a hell of a... He's been one of those guys that you'll just hear his name, um, like, every, I don't know, mm-hmm. couple years. <laughs> um, we also heard today sad news. Uh, the death of the former Detroit Lions wide receiver Charles Rogers, drafted back in 2003, second overall pick. Which is crazy because I have his jersey. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He only played 15 games, was let go in 2006. He was 38 years old. That is crazy. Did they? They haven't really explained why, right? No, I haven't seen any uh, any reason <clears throat> or any, any more information. Of course, it's it's a new story. We'll have to yeah. follow it a little closer. We'll probably. If anything comes of it, we'll update you on Twitter or Facebook. George, this one made me laugh, and I thought you might enjoy it. (laughs) The Miami Dolphins are just a few wins away from a potential wildcard spot. That is from a potential wildcard spot. I was like, what? Oh, God. After one of the shittiest, if not the absolute shittiest starts of the 2019 season, the tanking Dolphins have a win streak of two, meaning that at this moment, they have the longest win streak in the AFC East after the Patriots collapse under Lamar Jackson's heel in week nine. It's freaking... The Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember last year? He did great for Tampa the first three games. It's ridiculous. When no one expects anything of him, mm-hmm. he plays great. When there is literally nothing left mm-hmm. to lose. <laughs> he, he's amazing. And then as soon as, as soon as expectation comes, he's god-awful. Lord. Now, some fun stuff happened that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. This is going to be a long podcast because we have a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. And the first one that I want to get to, Jermaine Whitehead. Yeah, yes. that's a, that is a good one. Everyone watched in horrified silence as the Broncos made a mockery of us at Mile High, beating us 24-19 on Sunday, November 3rd. The timeline is important here mm-hmm. <laughs> because that night... Um, and we've we've tweeted and talked about probably his piss poor attempt at tackling. Uh-huh. And just, it was a mess. He was not playing well. And that night, <laughs> I'm gonna paraphrase paraphrase a series of now deleted tweets <laughs> responding to reporters and fans that criticized his performance. I quote, come get it on blood, you bitch ass little boy, and I'm gonna kill you, bitch, that's on blood. <laughs> While also tweeting the address of the Browns practice facility, inviting anyone to come fight him any day of the week. Before he'd even left the visitor's locker room at Mile High, his Twitter account was suspended for threats of violence and his use of racial slurs, which at 8.54 p.m. on November 3rd, he said, these bitch-ass reporters can catch these hands, bum-ass crackers. <laughs> the tweet is still up, which restores my faith that Twitter knows that what a non-slur cracker really is. <laughs> There's nobody that cares. <laughs> no, nope. It does not affect anyone. I'm going to tell you right now, we, we don't, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> not even 25 minutes later, he tweeted that you got to put some respect on my name, which being a 26-year-old is pretty much in our wheelhouse referencing a meme that's been dead for several months. <laughs> Maybe eight. All right, shut up. <laughs> Am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Come November 4th, his tune was quite different. At four in the afternoon, he apologized, quote, due to a lot of people criticizing for my act or criticizing me for my actions. So an apology, but not really. An hour later, the funniest tweet I've ever seen came. All lowercase, no punctuation. Oh fuck, 
I was cut. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was cut. <laughs> and so he was. Now turning his sights on possibly getting picked up by the Oakland Raiders. We'll see. If he hated our fans and reporters, he's really going to hate theirs. Oh, yeah. Also. Raiders. <laughs> Stands Jermaine Whitehead. His Twitter bio reads two words: free agent. <laughs> free agent. <laughs> Levi, you want to read about Jesus Tony? I've done a lot of yelling about Jesus it. Tony. See what you can see on Allie's Twitter page: her ranting and raving. I have. I had a lot to say. I mean, you can. I can read it. You can read it. I've been taking All huge right. chunks. Shove it in there. Look at. <laughs> I've been taking like huge chunks of this little bread, and I didn't realize it was a very small cut. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Domino's for their cheesy bread being not cut at all. <laughs> Alright, let's talk a little bit about Brown's Media and how shitty it is. The Buddy Boy Podcast trying our best to right the ship when it comes to shitty questions and shitty coverage. Our Brown's beat writers are historically anti-Browns for the sake of pot-stirring and clickbaiting, and Tony Grossi leads the charge. Now granted, this all happened well over a week ago back in between October 27th and the 31st-ish, but it merits talking about it. And you can find our official perhaps profanity-ridden responses on our Twitter feeds at the Buddy Boy Pod one at Athor O'Reilly, and at Kevin Geo. But this is the gist of it. Baker Mayfield did a press conference in which he patiently answered stupid question after stupid question following the loss of the Patriots. Rosie pressed and interrupted Baker with what I feel like was the sole intention of getting a rise out of the young, volatile QB, asking, were you happy with that drive? Now that's to say a drive that failed to get any points. But, uh, at that point, <laughs> Baker unleashes, very rightly informing Grossi, that this question was fucking dumb. Mm. Like, no. <laughs> he walked out after the ridiculous interaction, as I think anybody would and many, many quarterbacks have over the years. Now, they both took to Twitter later to voice their takes on what was being called an incident or a confrontation or whatever. On October 30th, Baker tweeted, quote, Everyone wants to hear the truth until they actually get it. I am who I am and I always have been. I think Baker nails down an incredible sense of self-assurance and understanding with, quote, don't call it emotional when it's convenient and passion when it fits. He goes on to say, I care about winning, so yeah, I'm frustrated. <clears throat> if I was to act like it's okay to lose, then y'all would say I've gotten complacent. My sense of, sense of urgency is at an all-time high, and if I offend anybody along the way, too bad. I think that's pretty much classic mm-hmm. Baker. He, on, uh, Tony Grossi, on the other hand, retorted on his website, I was going to plug it here, just... Not. <laughs> I won't do it. Surprise, surprise, though, even if you went there, you'd need to pay 85 bucks a year or 850 a month to subscribe and read it. Oh. Now, I made my feelings on that extremely explicitly clear on my Twitter and put it to, <laughs> to put it Baker Mayfield style. Jesus, Tony. <laughs> he has historically had an attitude about Baker Mayfield, openly admitting this even before the Browns drafted uh, Baker. And if you don't believe me, you can scroll through Tony's Twitter for all the proof you need, and you can do it for free at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. <laughs> at Tony Grossi, T-O-N-Y-G-R-O-S-S-I, um, who responded to our win with this yesterday. Quote, at the end of a maddening day, Richard Higgins made a play to win a game and keep the Brown season alive. For those of you who don't know or wouldn't know from Grossi's carefully worded tweet, which included a link to the, le- uh, a link to the website he we talked about, He's referring to a pass which connected with Hollywood Higgins in the end zone for a game-saving touchdown thrown by Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no mention of Baker in the tweet whatsoever. You can also find it on Twitter. And it is, oh, everybody was in the comments. Yeah. Cleveland lost its collective. Mm-hmm. 
This has inspired us all to launch Better Browns Media. And while I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, we have to. Uh The Browns are never going to be taken seriously or get respected when our own commentators and beat writers go after us. And don't even get me started on Mary Kay Cabot. Uh We can do better. Nemesis of Allie Burton. Nemesis. (laughs) Anybody want to read about week 10? We've got a couple of bullet points. We've got the countdown to Kareem being over. Oh, yeah, Chug countdown to Kareem is done. Yeah. I'm starting to think I should probably just post these, uh, these yeah, scripty, really should. copy things. Week 10. Let's see here. Browns get their first win in over a month. Couldn't be more excited. Um, it was definitely ugly. <laughs> um, definitely, I mean... It's uh, to me, it's almost sadder on the Bills' part being a six and two team and <laughs> and still not being able to get the offense. Like I, I just want to know who did, did you see who they played in that for the first eight games? Uh-huh. I I don't know. Had to be. I know they had a couple impressive impressive wins, but they must have had some cupcake ass teams. Thank you, <laughs> Levi. Um, let's see here. Um. Browns drew Fleur's first blood with an early touchdown, but a missed extra point from Sherbert, <laughs> Seibert, Siebert, whatever. Whoever you are. Whoever you would like to call him. <laughs> Bills put seven. Oh, yeah, I about to say. Bills put seven on the board in the second with Cleveland answering back with a field goal. Nine to seven at the end of the first. Let me read you the Is what yeah. garbage? First game of the season. They won by one point against the Jets. Oh my god. Okay, gosh. so Jets. Jets, Giants. Garbage. Bengals, Garbage. Patriots, they lost. I'm about to say, okay. Titans. Titans. Dolphins. Oh my god. Eagles, they lost. Okay. Then they beat the Redskins. So the two teams that were the actual, any actual threat they lost mm-hmm. to. Yes. So, okay, I see why they're 6 and 2 now. Yeah. Well, 6 and now, 6 and 3. <laughs> any real team, they mm-hmm. lose. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot they're in their division. That's what happens. I mean, you can you can be a solid team and have the Jets and Dolphins in your division. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so sad. But let's see here. so it was it was nine to seven after the first, or was it? No, it was it was it was halftime. Mm-hmm. Because remember, because yeah, they, they missed that field goal. That field goal Because they missed that field goal right before the half. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That was great. And then uh, the Browns just bumbling, not being able to score. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you think that was about? Is it just... I really don't know. That's a really good question. It was... I just... The play calling was really strange. The only thing I have to give Freddie credit for, even though it was a tough... It was a horrible goal line stand. If we passed a bunch more times, I feel like everyone would be like, Why don't you run Chubb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we ran Chubb. We kept banging our heads against the wall. It didn't work. So, I have to give Freddie credit. He did exactly what probably anyone would have done at the goal line. It just did not work. Bills were really resilient. They threw a dough twice. Yep, both. And because, remember, uh, that's what Baker said. He was just like, they were just, they just kept giving it. Uh, honestly, I don't know. At the same time, the smarter thing to me would have been, like, run Chubb the first two plays, then go back to try to go over top with Odell because they would have kept just grabbing him. Probably and kept getting past interference, and we get like three more tries. <laughs> so I could definitely see that, but I understand there's a sense of urgency, and you're just you're just trying to score. 
So I'll give Freddy that. He definitely improved in that way and it still didn't pan out. So makes him look like an idiot, but still that one, we definitely should have kicked the field goal. Only seven <laughs> times. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you can't get it in seven, you won't get it in eight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So that game would have been. I don't know. It's so funny to think about how the game would have been if we took the points. If it, how much that would have changed it. But oh well, we still got the dub. Also in the third, Bills scraped together a baffling safety, which mm-hmm. didn't yep. feel good, bringing the game to 12-9 Browns. Let's see, Bills secured a fourth quarter touchdown. Baker connected with Higgins. That was 144 left for the touchdown. And at the end, it came to a missed 53-yard field goal attempted by the Bills. They closed it out. Ouch, it was the most exciting, low-scoring game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to talk about Kareem Hunt first. You can do a countdown to Kareem. Cool. Countdown to Kareem is finally over as Hunt took the field for the first time with the Browns after a long-ass suspension. Quick recap. Kareem Hunt was cut from the Kansas City Chiefs after TMZ broke the story of an altercation with the Cleveland area at a Cleveland area hotel back in February of 2018. Witnesses stated that the uh, 19-year-old woman at the center of the story was intoxicated and asked asked to leave Kareem alone, but reacted violently as well as hurling racial slurs. She struck one of Hunt's females, meet female friends, which caused him to then shove her. The woman returned, hitting him in the face. Long story short, the video ends with Hunt kicking the woman. And people were mad about it or whatever. You can find the video anywhere. I found it on TMZ as well as local Cleveland news outlets. Um, and make your own judgment call. But I honestly can't bring myself to be too mad about it. Mm-hmm. I just watched it again last night. <clears throat> if you haven't watched it or don't want to, just know that this was nothing close to the elevator incident with Ray Rice a few years back. The woman wasn't hurt. And let's just say there's a reason Kareem isn't a punter. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys Now, not not known, not known for uh, what would you say, class, high class society. <laughs> this doesn't feel like it's on message, but I am curious. I'm about to tell you why it's on message. Oh god. <laughs> um, there's a lot of black guys that work behind the counter, and this, uh, I don't know, I think they, I think they found out she was connected with the KKK or whatever. So melanin deficient. Yes. Okay. Deficient. She was at Popeyes. Cause Popeyes is usually in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's just calling him a lot of big words. And uh, one guy wanted to just throw hands over the counter. Everybody told him to do that. This lady eventually keeps yelling and stuff and walks out the door, and somebody's recording And she steps off in this like, concrete steps in the parking lot. One of the employees comes out and picks her up from behind and just. Oh, she was the woman who was body slammed. And I'm like, that's hilarious. No, heck yeah. Yeah, let's do prizes. Yeah, let's do prizes. Equal rights, equal lefts. Does the lady who body slammed her or the employee that body slammed her know that we need some people on defense? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Browns just cut Jermaine White out. Oh lord, we could probably talk at length about Curry and Hunt and all that shit. So what I'm saying is, what big words exactly. make a lot of big feelings. Yeah. So you better be ready to catch those feelings. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. I don't blame Kareem at all. No, I, I'm I, glad he's back in the league. It's such a tricky subject because part of me is like, man, but part of me is like, girl. <laughs> so exactly. There's 
Listen. You know what? She didn't say those things because she was drunk. Oh. She felt those things. Right. Exactly. She was drunk made her like uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. I guess you might have something there. And he pushed her, and then she was on the ground, and then he kicked her, right? Well, he, it looked like he had pushed somebody who knocked into uh, her. Oh, and then, yeah, and then he went and, and then her. He, which, it was... What was it? Was the, yeah, yeah, it was in the side. It was nothing. But either way, I think it paid off to grab him, because uh, he did great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about superstar Nick Chubb later, and his part in what will hopefully one day soon be a stellar Browns offense. But Hunt's, <clears throat> on his inaugural play with the Cleveland Browns, he navigated between Batonio and Robinson before slamming into Micah Hyde on the Bills. Um, and who was right behind him but Nick Chubb, who picked up 21 yards on that play. Hunt also cleared a path for Chubb a second time, allowing him to rack up 24 more yards on what would ultimately be yet another 100-yard-plus day. And Kareem was really hyping up the crowd every single time he got he a first really down. Was. He kept pointing to the crowd. It was great. He received four carries for 30 yards, tied a career-high seven receptions for another 44, Made a game-changing third-down play on the fourth-quarter touchdown drive. Yet, he bungled a handoff <clears throat> from Baker. However, I think it was that summed up really was, well. Okay, oh, I'm gonna say go ahead. Really well by the CBS commentators, whoever the hell they were. I don't remember the name. <laughs> if you uh, throw a timing play on a guy that you haven't played with before, there's gonna be fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think I'm really happy with the return to the field for mm-hmm. Kareem. Oh yeah. And I have really high hopes for what's coming. Oh yeah. The backfield I, looking. Well, I just said I got Chubb and and then the thing is. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was like, if we have a great player back there, there's no need to add another. But yeah. the thing is with Nick Chubb, I mean, there's been so many times where he's been stuffed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now entering Kareem into that, it's gonna they're not going to know what to expect. It changes that di- the dynamic of the offense. The Browns had uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field together for 28 snaps yesterday. Yeah, so it's it shows so many different looks. I mean, you see about... I'd say five or six of Patrick Mahomes' touchdowns last year weren't really passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like his his uh, his doing, he it was they were screen passes to Kareem Hunt where they just went for insane amount of yards because of Kareem. Man, now do you Toledo think- right? Toledo College, I think. I believe. Because he's he's from Cleveland for sure. From around these parts. Kareem Hunt. Now, do you think there's any other? Ways we're going to be utilizing him, or do you think that he's just going to... I don't know. I, I like the yep, University of Toledo. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how. I'll give Freddie that, I think. for. I didn't know how the hell to use him, but Freddie definitely was... Definitely showed some good promise on how to use somebody that, even though you already have a star back there with Nick Chubb, who's honest, obviously our best player. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting someone at that same position, them still being successful. So, I don't know how many rushing yards we had yesterday. Probably like 146. Levi, you want to find Because like, I think Kareem had 30, and Nick Chubb probably, it was like, like 119, so about 150 probably. Funny you bring up Nick Chubb. He's our next little bullet point here. In the games we've missed as a podcast, Nick Chubb has continued to show up. His numbers really speak for themselves. In the 2019 season, Chubb has p- surpassed 100 rushing yards in four games, four consecutive mm-hmm. games. Um, and yesterday against the Bills, racked up 116. So okay. you're close. Yeah, about yeah. One. Uh, um, 100. Okay, that's what I thought. I was about to say, yeah. Hey. He had to get out. I remember. Oh, where was that one year last week, babe? <laughs> oh, that was. I, I, I still can't believe that shit that they didn't give us a first down. That was horrendous. I can't believe that. 
Yeah, um, two tutties. No, no turnovers the past two weeks. No turnovers, nine penalties. Yep, in the past two weeks. That's crazy. We no longer lead the league in penalties. So, Which, you know, I was kind of proud of that, but whatever. <laughs> oh, this is great. Did you see what, oh yeah, yeah, you liked it, what Mac Wilson yeah. tweeted. How he, he smacked. Go follow our Twitter and watch that video a couple hundred times and hear your heart and soul. Smack Josh Allen out of bounds. Oh, without Nick Chubb, before I forget. Okay. He became the second player in Browns history to amass over 900 uh, yeah. yards in the first nine games, joining a Hall of Famer. Guess who? JB. Jim Brown. Nick Chubb is our go-to. Yesterday, he dragged most of the Bills behind him, like physically, mm-hmm. refusing to go down easy, and overall being a superstar. That was crazy. So we yeah. love you. Thank hit, you. Hit those, those crowds that kept moving by our It was just like a massive. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh, that was great. Beautiful. Oh, man. So hopefully we see this Browns offense, the Browns offense that we at least saw uh, against the Ravens coming up against. Pittsburgh, which me and Levi will Hold be a We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about Jarvis. We're going to talk about Odell. Oh, yeah. Jarvis, then, nine catches. And then Sherbert, and then we can get back to uh, some fun shit. Nine catches? How many yards? After reeling in the first of Baker's two touchdown passes against the Bills. By the way, Baker's the only one this year to throw two touchdown passes against the Bills, which I thought was way more impressive yeah. when I saw... You know, or when I thought they played good teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what a, they oh, they, Patriots. they did. Yeah. Fuck you, Tom Sis, Brady. Sis Tom uh. Brady, <laughs> as Barry McCockner calls him. <laughs> Sis Tom Brady. Oh, man. Um, but after reeling in that touchdown pass, Landry was hit with a taunting penalty in exchange that with his cornerback, Levi Wallace. Way to go, Levi. Levi Wallace. <laughs> Which we and most of Browns Nation defined as straight-up horse hockey. That was bullshit. Landry closed out the day with nine receptions for 97 yards and that glorious touchdown. At no point in this season has he had fewer than four receptions for less than 50 yards. Just, yeah, like he's, he's always shown up. He is he is wide receiver one, 100%. Odell, not as much. Funny that you bring that up because <laughs> that's our next topic. OBJ, perhaps in my not-so-humble opinion, the Browns' biggest bust was Jonathan. Thus far. Maybe that's being harsh, but in the last few weeks... I think o- that's a little harsh. Shut up. <laughs> Why am I? Odell has been frustrating me and frustrated himself about not getting passes, but we're, we're for someone who's had that we're he's not for catching someone that. who's had the best hands in the league. Yeah, have almost going from that to almost leading the league in drops. And don't get me wrong, I do love Odell Beckham. I I love that he doesn't give a fuck about these ridiculous, weirdly selective uniform rules. I love the big dick energy you need to wear watches that are more expensive than most people's houses. Exactly. I just expect a little more out of what is supposed to be the best receiver in the league. Yesterday's game, he pulled in five receptions for 57 yards, but dropped or missed at least that many. You know what Exa- I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, so just, it evens out. Thus far this season, he's only pulled down one touchdown pass back in week two, which was easily his best game, where he had six receptions for 161 yards. And that touchdown like it's the Jets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Looking back at his stats from New York, it's like he's a completely different player. Ending most games with seven, eight, nine receptions for triple-digit yardage and six touchdowns in the case of his 2018 season. I'll grant him that this is a team that's only played together for the last ten weeks, you know, and Odell did miss a lot of off-season practices. He and Baker will likely find their groove, hopefully soon, and then next year, hopefully, we'll have a more explosive offense and 
We'll get to see some of those impossible one-handed catches that we were promised. So far, he has 39 catches for 575 yards. Does, I would say Jarvis, Jarvis definitely has more right. I know Jarvis has two touchdowns now. I'm, like I said, I might be eating these words next week or two weeks from now. I I'm hope not you fucking are. kidding. I really do hope I am. Yeah. <laughs> Odell, a pretty face doesn't make catches. It just makes us catch feelings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the utmost faith that he'll put in the necessary work to get to a better place by first kickoff in 2020 season. Fucking hopefully. Yes. Austin Sherbert. Yep, just yep. to say, 16 for 16 when it comes to field goals. And he is the new Phil Dawson, and I love him, and I'm sorry I ever doubted him. <laughs> <laughs> now. Thursday. Damn. Thursday night football. Man, if only we could go and see it up close. I know. If only. George and Levi secured we will two tickets be there. to the Thursday night game this season where our Cleveland Browns will face off at 8.20 p.m. with longtime rivals, the Schittsburg Steelers. Mm. They will be headed to First Energy Stadium coming off a four-game winning streak, having just beaten the Rams barely yesterday, 17-12. Oh. Now, I, Jared got so bad. I wanted to preface this with a look at the Steelers team that may give us a little trouble, as they seem to have strengths exactly where we have weaknesses. Um, Pittsburgh took the lead yesterday on a defensive touchdown, their third of the season. Now they're better and better at exploiting mistakes that aren't meant, you know, for passes, handoffs, things like that, that aren't meant for them at all. They about to do and converting they do that to points. They have a great defense. And of course, remember what I said when Minka Fitzpatrick left the Dolphins and the, he went to the Steelers. I knew that was going to be a problem. And he's been amazing for Pittsburgh. Yep. Now, we, we already struggle a lot with, well, we were struggling a lot with turnovers, but of course, last two weeks we haven't really seen that. It hasn't cleaned up. We've dropped and tipped passes, you know, pretty pretty frequently. A lot of things brushing over people's fingers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, our line is going to need to go above and beyond to protect Baker from the defensive tackle, I want to say Javon Hargrave. Who forced Rams QB Jared Goff to fumble, resulting in that touchdown much earlier. And TJ so they, Watt. They gotta step the fuck up. Mm. Because if somebody gets through, it's exactly. gonna be it's a gonna mess. Be. I mean, there were so many times that Jared Goff got rid of the ball within like a, a millisecond of mm-hmm. the guy getting him getting sacked and then getting, getting tipped. Planted, yeah. yeah. Now, to put that in perspective, the Steelers' young QB, Mason Rudolph, who again has just learned to sign his own name, <laughs> only completed one touchdown pass. And it was only three yards. Now, I don't see Rudolph being much of a threat. Last mm. night, he missed a snap that allowed the, lam- uh, the Lambs like that Rams to recover. They might, as well, might as well calm the Lambs. They're <laughs> fucking garbage. Speaking of our line, yeah. it is worth mentioning that yesterday's game against Phil, um, Baker Mayfield had an average of 2.2 seconds to make a play. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of the ball because the defense was um, rushing so hard. Mm-hmm. That's the how do you say that? The second shortest mm-hmm. yeah. allowed time of any quarterback this year. That's, That's crazy. Nuts. And he was able to use it. So I mean we'll see what the Steelers actually have, but mm-hmm. hopefully that doesn't go down to a second. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it it may just be I don't know. Because when you think about it, Mason Rudolph's going to have to be staring down Miles Garrett, who already has 10 sacks this season. Very true. Oh, so I know. it's going to be Steelers' defense versus, you know, it's, you know we're going to have to need to, you know, to come and work on. I would definitely say the defense is the one thing I have to worry about. James Conner is probably going to be back. <laughs> yeah, the defense. He's so cute. I can't believe he plays for that city team. He's back <laughs> this week, of course, because why wouldn't he be? Because, because it happens every, every time with the Browns where... 
they get there's always a good player coming back against us. But uh, I don't know. I think I still think we're gonna beat them. Uh, I think their offense is so bad. Mason Rudolph is an over, overrated system quarterback. Offense is bad. The defense is what I'm worried about, particularly with our red zone dilemma. Yeah. What did did they score 14 points yesterday? Or no, they only had one touchdown. Did they only have one touchdown? I think they had two. Let me see. Because Mason touchdowns? Rudolph threw one in, and then uh, what's his name? Mika took back one back for a touchdown yeah. for a recover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought I thought maybe they had two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, they've got three this year though. Which yeah. And Mitch Trubisky is turning around this season. I forgot. Do we want to talk about Trubisky? Trubisky. I know that some people that we used to be neighbors with, big fans. Big so fans we should probably America. give. What do they call him? What's what's a shorter term? Trub. Trub. <laughs> we in trouble now. We in trouble. Y'all in so trouble now. <laughs> I'm going to jail. This is why I have to stick with a copy because if I have to riff, it goes so. <laughs> but hey, good for him. Because we're not playing them this year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me see. Let me see what. Because that's right. Uh, Bears and Browns fans walked away winners yesterday, and that mm-hmm. felt pretty darn good. That did feel good. Let me see what's going on. And the Titans beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That was crazy. Now, regarding... You guys getting some ASMR vibes from this, like, me eating pizza super close to (laughs) (laughs) As a team, I think the Browns continue to struggle in the red zone. I mean, I don't think it. We saw it. Um, I thought... So it frustrates me that to no end because we thought we saw an improvement here. Exactly. When Baker hit Landry for that touchdown at the very beginning, but it all went downhill from there. The we should have blown them out. We should have. The very next Cleveland possession saw eight snaps inside the Buffalo two-yard line. The next possession. And came up yeah. empty. The equivalent of being able to drive like Happy Gilmore, but also putt like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> 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 putt like Happy Gilmore. We need Chubb, both literally and Carl Weathersy, to save us from our own damn Oh my game. gosh. Now, since you guys are going up to the game on Thursday, um, I did do a little research. Mm. Weather conditions. Snowy? Sadly, no. I thought that'd be great, but... Now, while it very rarely affects northern birds from northern teams... It is mid-November on Lake Erie, so if weather's going to become a factor, now is when it's going to start, you know, mattering. But, thankfully, we're looking all good What's for Thursday okay. night. Cleveland is projecting mostly cloudy skies with a high of 38 and a low of 29. Winds are going to be hovering around 10 miles an hour and shouldn't have much effect on gameplay. No wet conditions, no visibility. No visibility. Great visibility. <laughs> no excuses here. Hell yeah. I'm so, perfect football weather. All should weather. be well. Perfect football weather. No... I'm about to say, you can't ask for a better night. <laughs> I know you can't ask. I mean, we play Pittsburgh. We can climb up a win. Honestly, oh, if they lost last night, it would mean it would be such more of a meaningful game. It would been amazing. I'll tell you what, it's always going to feel good to be this That's right, true. No matter what. Predictions. Anybody got one? I got one. What's your prediction? Brown 17-14 counting on Sherbert to make the game-winning field goal with seconds to spare. I want Pittsburgh to feel the pain that we have felt a thousand times growing exactly. up. Fuck them. I'm gonna say. 24-14 Browns. Ooh, you're hoping for a bit of a... 10-point spread. A bit of wiggle room there. Levi, yeah. what about you? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at Odell. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for your off time. Oh, a handsome. handsome man. 
Like I am 
Facebook page and Twitter, and I'll be in my room making no noise at all and pretending I don't exist. <laughs> While our buddies will be watching from Section 524, you can catch them in the comfort of your own home on Fox, NFL Network, Amazon, Hulu, many more. Come on over. I'll be bored. I'll be bored. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, I want you to scroll to the end of the copy there and take a look at our new send-offs. All right. Because they have changed ever so slightly, unless anybody has anything to add. Did we cover it all? We're so glad to be back, buddies. Buddies. Hold on, let's see here. Oh, let's talk about uh, the Lions Center setting their, uh, (laughs) setting the ball. No. Yes! What happened? Yes, we oh, did! He, he, Golden Tate, how he grabbed it, ran it up and just put it two yards above yeah, where he actually got it. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. That is crazy. That, that alone tells me refs don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, God, it's so that's, bad. Um, we didn't even touch on my hatred for the refs. We'll have to get that next season. Next season. Next year. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that is horrible. I, yeah, that cracks me up, though. Because like. By the way, that's not how you play football. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not. It's your new year. <laughs> it's your new year. But um, uh, I think we are. I do enjoy because I I can't lie. Colin had us this season. So Colin, you get you get a slight. You are fucking fired. <laughs> you are, you get a slight in my in my book. And my new sound up. Our all new sound up should be. Fuck you, Tony. So can we get a fuck you, Tony? All right, let's bring it in. Everybody now. One, two, two, three. Fuck Fuck you, you, Tony. Tony. Jesus, Tony. Jesus. (laughs) We'll see you next week, buddy.